0: Welcome back to another episode of Commission Impossible. This is episode 20. It feels like we just recorded nineteen, episode 19 like a few minutes ago, Ryan.
1: It, it feels that way, yeah. It feels so <laughs> much
0: like that. Uh, but we have, uh, we have a really, really full mailbag to get through. So we're going to have to do these. <laughs> we want to help everyone possible. And uh, we found by answering these, we help even more people. <laughs> you know, people that hadn't thought of some of these interesting ideas. Uh, of course, uh, we'll get into the emails right here. All right, Ryan, do you wanna start us off with the first email?
1: Yeah, absolutely. First one comes from Derek from Nashville. Uh, Derek has a two-part question. This, Scott, I'm gonna warn you, this is this is a tough one. So he's a commissioner in a league. I already league. see
0: it, before you get going, I already see a line that has me worried.
1: Yes, yeah, he's <laughs> a commissioner right. in a league and he says he has an annoying family member that has been in the league with him in the past few years. We don't know exactly the relationship, but uh, it, it doesn't really matter. It, this is already going to be a tough situation. Uh, he says last year was a little over the top with complaints about trades. He himself made a very questionable trade with a good friend of his, a good friend of the annoying family members, uh, that, that had about half the league really upset um, Derek says that every trade that he made his, his relative would complain about, think it was unfair, even though the rest of the league didn't, uh, didn't complain or have any issues with it. And obviously this is the part we, we saw coming as commissioner. Uh, Derek finds it tough to kick him out because he sees them all the time. He's a family member, needs to think of a strategy for this next year <laughs> to deal with trades, stopping the bad ones that seem like collusion. Uh, along with putting in some kind of policy to stop the complaints and the rude text that, that upsets everyone. He says his thought was to have a three person committee that votes on questionable trades. Um, so, so we've kind of got two different issues here, I think.
0: Yes, uh, definitely hundred percent even three different issues.
1: <laughs> right. So Derek is trying to fix, fix an owner issue with a league wide rule. Which is usually not the way to do things. Um, and, and of course, I love the way you phrase that, by the way. Yeah, Of course he's he's dealing with obviously a, a touchy situation that we do not know the extent of um, as far as the, the personal relationship they have. Um, I mean, I think at some point you just have to say, you're you're causing the league again kind of like we mentioned in our last episode you're causing the league to to not have fun because of um because of the things you're saying the the behavior you're you're displaying um now if that's you know if that's your father-in-law maybe that's a tough conversation to have i don't know,
0: <laughs> oh, if, I don't yeah.
1: know if i would want to have that conversation if it's your brother you just go to your brother and say hey you know yep cut cut this stuff out right um, so we we don't know the exact relationship that would certainly have, um, have an effect mm-hmm. on how you deal with it. As far as the trade committee, I mean, I don't mind it. Um, in general, in my leagues, trades go through no matter what, and right. and if I see an issue with them, then then I can deal with that as commissioner. Um, that that rarely, rarely, rarely happens. So. Like I said earlier, I hate that he's trying to fix a, a single owner issue with a league wide rule.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm in the same but I'm generally almost always against a committee that votes on questionable t- trades, or I, I think it's just a step to the side of league vetoes, you know, league voting vetoes. Um I especially if that sorry.
1: Yeah? So I do think it's it's better than league vetoes. Oh, for
0: right? sure absolutely um my first question is is that three-person committee or the three people in the league or not like there's problems either way like bias being in the league or being not in being in the league and not knowing like the setup completely you know
1: and, and just knowing the the very 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 little that we know about about this owner i'm not sure a trade committee is going to make any difference i mean if he's if he's complaining about every trade that goes down that doesn't involve him i think he would continue to do that even with a trade committee
0: yeah even if the yeah even if the committee is like even if the committee hands down an answer he will still complain uh this, you this is a terribly tough situation but this is one of those where you're gonna have to God, I hope it's a family member that it's easier to go to than another, but you're going to have to really talk to that owner and maybe it needs to be, it feels like overkill, but maybe it isn't to have a league discussion about those kind of things going on and what the ramifications will be if they don't stop. Yeah, Yeah, you're in a really tough spot, a really tough spot. Uh, But I'm kind of with Ryan is that, uh, you know, the policy about complaining too much, you'll deduct points for the next week matchup. That's really not going to affect most of the owners, probably, or maybe it only affects one owner. But where's the line on complaining too much? Like that's not, that's like a, such a subjective thing. Like, is it four emails or is it one email that's really harsh or, you know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah. And that, that would depend on, I mean, that almost depends on the mood of the league, the mood of the commissioner at the time. I mean, I've, I've gotten emails kind of complaint emails from owners in my league and, um, on one day it, it might not bother me at all. And another day it might kind of send me over the, the edge. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it, that, that is a subjective thing. And um,
0: that's, that's probably the but, one I would not go to. Yeah. I, w-
1: I would not do that either.
0: I mean, the three person committee thing is fine, but honestly, I think you're with, with all of this, you're, I'd, I'd keep doing the league as you do, but deal with the, the owner. Uh, and it sucks that it's a family member, but, it, that's, that's where it's got to start. And if it's just you or if it's getting the whole league involved to say, hey, you know, all of us are not happy with this. It's just rough. Derek Chirico, man, I am, I am absolutely sorry about this situation. I, I think part of him wants to go to the three-person committee on questionable trades, and he wants to have that policy so that, like, he's trying to think of ways to not directly talk to this family member about it, Right.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that is it, and make it easier. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean that that those are hard conversations to have. Those are hard conversations to have with strangers, right? Right. Um, that that you play with on the internet that you don't really know. So certainly, it would be difficult with a family member.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. I feel sorry for you. I think we've you know given some. Some advice, but I don't even know that it's, you know, the, the, the advice you want to hear or whatever. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm fine with instituting the, the two things that you said and seeing how that, that works if you want for a year. Um, if that's the easy way you want to go. But uh, I think honestly, that what Brian first said is that you're trying to solve an owner issue with a, with league wide rules and, probably the best thing is just to deal with the owner. But uh, if you don't want to go that route, um, what you've proposed is okay. Um, The, the policy about complaining too much. It's just so subjective that I don't know that I would probably avoid that one. Uh, You probably should put something in your bylaws about, um, you know, trades are final. Uh, Don't, if you complain, if you complain, about that. I, I can't, you can't even do that. Right. You, you should have a right to complain about a trade. Uh, there's yeah. There's just gotta, gotta be a line. line. Yeah. There's just gotta be a line. So uh, I guess you can try those. I, I'm a little wary about the um, policy on complaining too much though. It's just too subjective. Ryan, should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad yeah, for let's, this guy. Let's do. I, yeah. I feel like we did not help but we, we we talked about it and hopefully there's something in our rambling that might help, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Next one. Hello. Have you seen a league where the regular season matchups are two weeks long, but they also stagger? Twelve week season where you have matchups of one, two, three, four, et cetera, and one and twelve and two and three, four, five. Is there a website where this can be done? I suppose a lot of the websites allow you to create your own schedules. It's really laborious, however, and I, I would not go into it. Um, but let's just answer the first part. Have you seen one, Ryan, that does regular season matchups? Each matchup is two weeks long?
1: Um, I do some of my playoff matchups like that. In yeah, the kitchen sink seen like playoff. It. And it is um, – yeah, it's not easy to deal with. So, I mean, we, we use a – we have to track that on um, on Google Docs as far as who actually got the win. And sometimes on MFL, it might look like one team won when actually it was the other team because they had a higher score the previous week. Um, I cannot imagine doing that um, for a full season. Uh, it It would be a ton of work, and honestly, I'm – just not sure it would be worth it. Um, so yeah, on, on my fantasy league, you can create your own schedule, but th- just one week at a time.
0: Right. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. I, this is one of those situations where I consider the why, <laughs> right? Like I understand the two weeks long, but staggering them feels like just extra work. Maybe it's cause you want, uh, different parts of the season, but man, that's, it just feels like a ton of work. Um, yeah, I, I suppose you, I suppose you can do it. I suppose you can do it. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm probably not the biggest fan of it. I I don't see the advantage of it really. Um,
1: I, I wonder if you could create the same effect just through double headers.
0: Yeah right yeah i mean if you're
1: playing weekly double headers and you're playing every team
0: that's, twice, that's a lot of sites yeah right. um yeah by creating double headers that would you know put you against that same guy again you know probably a few times two three four times during the season so that might that might be the easier way to go uh I understand that there's something kind of fun in playing the same guy week one and week two, so that, you know, like you're behind by this much, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, going into week two. So I can understand that being fun. I don't know that it's worth it to stagger them, but uh, I can see, I can see some fun in the regular season matchups being two weeks long. I just, it's a lot of work, man. If it's your only league uh, go for it. (laughs) This one's addressed to me. (laughs) <laughs> this next one
1: I guess you have to answer it
0: Doesn't even have your name on it uh, ah, <laughs> this, this is this one is from uh, Mitchell Fitzgerald Jong again Jong again One of those is probably All of those are wrong <laughs> <laughs> Scott heard you on the CBS fantasy football today pod And started listening to your podcast Well that's awesome thank you I, I love doing that show those guys are awesome Uh, We are starting a 10-man dynasty league this year. We are stuck at the crossroads, though, and are not sure whether or not to do a keeper or a dynasty. We have three co-commissioners, and no one agrees on the same thing. Three co-commissioners is definitely interesting right there. Um, Yes. One person wants dynasty, one person wants to keep five, and another wants to keep all the starters. What do you think we do we should do? Wow. This uh, – this uh, this one was definitely sent into the CBS pod as well. I don't think we got to it. Maybe he sent it to us as well. What do you think they should do? One person wants Dynasty, one person wants to keep five, another wants to keep all the starters.
1: Well, I guess selfishly, or, or not selfishly, but uh, through my biased lens, I would say Dynasty because I prefer Dynasty to Keeper, um, but each of those have some merit, I guess right. I would say maybe that's a, a league wide, um, decision. So maybe, maybe you create a league poll.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If, if all three of the co-commissioners are really torn, <laughs> maybe this does go down to just a league poll. Cause it's, it's 10 people. And if you have three co-commissioners, there's seven people, uh, seven other people, and you're all going to have to live with this decision. Um, honestly there's not a wrong answer here this is one of those that's it's really easy because there are zero wrong answers uh i believe maybe yeah maybe
1: they start three leagues like we discussed in our last episode (laughs) and they have that that three-pronged league a keep five a keep all starters and a full dynasty maybe that's i think
0: i think the keep all starters one is probably third in my book right, it definitely
1: is for me as well
0: yeah because i feel like if you're gonna go to that level just, just go dynasty. Yep. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun merit in, in a keep five, Uh, a lot of trading to try to coordinate which five you're going to keep. And then the, the draft every year has, you know, a lot of value plus the rookies in it, you know, like a sixth round on worth of, you know, talented players in it. So there's that. And then the dynasty, you're just going down to the rookie draft. So in, in a 10 man, man, I know you said dynasty. I kind of, I almost kind of lean towards that. Keep five. It, it really depends too. Like, it, is this a live draft? If it's a live draft, I would, I would do the keep five. Like if they're all like a group of friends that do like a live draft together, like I almost think the keep five would be a little more interesting. Uh, because it, it makes for a, a better live fun draft, better, longer live fun draft.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point too. Um, So Ryan and I are kind of split. (laughs) Yep. Well, I, I, no, I, I agree with what you said in the one, the keep starters is definitely my third choice. Right. And also you, you can't really go wrong. Um, I, I think all are okay. And I would prefer either keeping five or going to full dynasty.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I think my, yeah, my caveat, like I, I'm, I'm like 50, 50 on it, but my caveat is if this is, a group of friends and you do a live draft every year. I, I feel like the keep five is makes for a better draft instead of just one live rookie draft. You're doing a live, you know, I don't know what ten rounds, twelve rounds, thirteen rounds. That that's yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. It's Ryan's turn to read. You you always get the uh, you always get the British guys, don't you? <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah, I always do. Our, our next question is from Steven from the UK. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Whirl? I was going to skip over that city. Uh, yeah. I think Whirl. We we Roll. Okay. You you took the bullet uh, on that Whirl. one. I'm going to go with Whirl. <laughs> he says, hi, Scott and Ryan. Really enjoy the pod. And it inspired me to commish my first league. we love to hear that. That's awesome. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and he says, it's a, Capitalist pigs, copycat league. So maybe nice. it's a little unwise to take that on as my first league to commission. <laughs> that is, that's, it yeah. was, uh, I Good would say you. it was. I would say it was brave. That was <laughs> brave. That was a brave choice.
0: For a brave man, Stephen.
1: Uh, so his his question is: in a multiple player copy league, how about having separate rookie drafts for the individual copies? Uh, specifically, a pre NFL draft rookie draft and a post NFL draft rookie draft. So, I've actually been talking with my buddy, my DLF podcast co-host Dan Myler about uh, a new league format that he's kind of kicking around and it would be a multiple copy league and one of the twists that we that we came to would be you would have separate uh, separate rookie auctions. So, you would have Maybe one immediately after the NFL draft, which a lot of people, uh, a lot of people like to do. We all like to do. And then there, there, are a few maybe more casual players who prefer to wait until around this time, training camps are kicking off, maybe even preseason games are happening. Um, so you could have one rookie, um, one rookie auction early, one rookie auction late. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board with Steven's idea here, but I'm interested to see what you think since you have actually run multiple copy leagues. I, I have not.
0: Okay. So here's my only concern with this. Did you take out the Debbie because in pigs leagues, you're there. Let's say this is a two copy uh, league, like pigs one, you are allowed to roster one like say this year, there are two copies of Saquon Barkley. One could have been a Debbie from last year, but one must stay available for the rookie auction. So what do you do with that with a pre NFL draft and a post NFL draft is the, the copy of Saquon Barkley available in the pre, but not the post, or is he available in the post, but not the pre. Um, If you're taking the Debbie completely out, then this is a fine setup and cool if you are making it so Saquon Barkley so that the Debbie is uh, more integral than it is in mine, meaning if Saquon Barkley is up as a Debbie player, both copies get owned and then none are available for the rookie drafts. That would make sense too. I don't like it, but I I think your main issue is figuring out what to do with the. I like, I like it on its surface, but if it's Debbie, I think you really have to think about what you're doing with the Debbie players to make, both of those drafts equal or whatever.
1: I guess I would also have questions. Um, and, and it depends again, we don't know how closely this followed, uh, the pigs format and if it's a, if it's a draft versus an auction, if it is a draft, I would wonder about the the draft order. Um, right.
0: You yeah,
1: know, You can't, you can't really use the same draft order for both drafts because uh, if you have the 1.01, then you're essentially getting the 1.01 twice. I mean, that, that definitely becomes tricky.
0: Yeah. I will say, I mean, pigs leagues are rolling bankroll auction leagues. And I feel like that's such a big deal in pigs leagues that if it's a pigs copycat, I gotta feel like it's an auction. But, right. Once again, is that is that top team getting one chunk of money that they have to use for both drafts, or are they getting the big chunk of money for both e- in each draft? Like that's yeah, that is something to consider. Is how you're get, like if it if it's like you said if it's draft order, how is that draft order de- determined? If it's auction, how is the amount of money teams get from worst to first determined? Because uh, it feels like you could be really doubling up on giving a lot of advantage to the, the worst team in in that scenario, unless you just give them everybody one chunk and that's for both auctions. That would work.
1: Yeah. If you, if you ask them to budget that themselves, which, which is essentially the, I mean, that's, that's essentially the basis of the pigs leagues. It is. Here's, here's a huge amount of of money. money. You figure out how to budget it. So if, if that's the way it's working for rookie auctions and you're going to have a pre-draft and a post-draft, or you're going to have uh, a, a spring and a, a, a summer, then yeah, you, you may choose to spend that all uh, in the earlier and then not have any in the, in the latter. It just depends.
0: Right. Yeah. So there, there's a, there's a couple pitfalls for you to take a, take a strong look at. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, let's go to the next one. Let's, I'm going to see who this is by. It's a very long email. It's by Matt, uh, who doesn't tell us where he's from, and it's oh, a really long email. Matt. So. Now I'm, I'm a little uh, upset. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love you, Matt. I don't even know who Matt is. I'm probably going to cut that out because that's weird. Um, okay. All right, Matt. Hi, guys. Love the podcast currently binge listening to the most recent episodes. So apologies if this has been asked. The, people say that a lot. Apologies if this has been asked. But we do go over stuff multiple times because we know yeah. that people, you know, a lot of people binge listen, but a lot don't. So, Some don't. I, I actually I should start taking a list of names of people that don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Their league is debating this currently. They get together in person for a destination draft every year, which is that's awesome. That's love it already. Awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately this year, the meetup isn't labor day weekend. It's the weekend, the season starts. So after the Thursday night game, wow. So the league wants week one to count. Okay. That's set. a lot of fun football. They want it to count. How should they treat the Thursday night football game between the Eagles and the Falcons? This guy, Matt's gut says simply just not have those two teams count, which I, oh boy, (laughs) I don't think I agree with that already, but um, some uh, comments below. Uh, He tells the uh, the number of teams in the settings, but I don't think it matters personally. Okay. Fair ideas and arguments just don't have the Thursday night football count. Uh, The second, get the league to vote in advance on which players have to be in the starting lineup and which players cannot be in a starting lineup. I don't think that's fair because the team that drafts JHA might have two stud running backs mm-hmm. or the team that drafts JHA might've gone zero running back and got a in the fourth or fifth as their number one. Like I don't, I don't think that's an option personally. Um, that was a, I don't know if that was a good example or not, but, uh, I the the starting lineup completely depends on the roster of the team. So I don't know that I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, seemingly bad arguments (laughs) have people turn in a ranked list of players to a trusted third party that would be their player ranks for the week. So depending on how they pre-rank the players that would dictate whether or not, those players would be in the, no, see, I disagree with that. I'm not even going to keep reading because yeah,
1: that's that's too much trouble. So, that, yeah. I, I mean, we've got a really easy answer to this, right? This is, yes. this is what, um, I believe it's the, is it the FFPC that does this?
0: Yes. Yeah. Actually, okay. I think all of the high stakes ones. Yeah. Do this.
1: Yeah. So the high, st- yeah, you're, I think you're right. Essentially all of the high stakes leagues, uh, or, or at least a, a couple of the biggest ones, I believe it's the FFPC are drafting events. Yeah, weekend. they're they're drafting that weekend, that Friday and Saturday. The Thursday games have already happened and the Thursday games still count. In fact, yep. we saw um last year this was just mentioned on um uh, on a podcast I did that Kareem Hunt after his huge debut, even though he was I, I don't know what he was where he was going in redraft leagues, probably 6th or 7th or 8th round. Um after he had that huge game on Thursday night, last year's opening game, he went one 0 in one of these high-stakes leagues. And, and and that basically worked out. So th- to me, that's the answer. You count the games. You even count the Thursday games. You let those players um, be used as starters. And, and that's just one of the advantages. Now, that's probably going to inflate the value of um, of some of these guys, maybe Devonte Freeman or a Jai or you know yeah. Zach Ertz or somebody like that. Whoever, whoever happens to have a big game that might be um, a, a little bit further down uh, down the draft order, but that's that's just part of it. So if you're drafting after the Thursday game, then I think that's what you have to do.
0: Yeah, and and it, it, I I feel like I spent way too much time reading on that. Uh, considering I already pretty much knew my answer and it seems like, like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I understand the, the thought process to not have the Thursday night games count, but we're talking about, I mean, even if it was bad teams, but these are good teams with good starters, you're talking about hand, uh, handicapping two teams or, you know, people in week one, I don't like that. Um, you know, t- you're handicapping people who draft like, by not by not counting the Thursday night football games in week one, you might deflate the value of players that play in it because they're taking a week one, they might take a week one loss.
1: Yeah, you absolutely would. I mean, even a guy like Julio Jones is gonna fall to the you know to the late second round or early third round.
0: Because um, you know you're losing a game out of him.
1: Right. Devontae Freeman, same thing. He might fall to the fourth or fifth round. Matt Ryan is um, would would be way down the line. Carson Wentz. Yeah they'll well, drop
0: to the bottom of those tiers like if you're right. it, that that's yeah
1: and so. and what that's going to do is throw off the it, it's going to throw off the the balance of power in the league the whole season you're essentially giving somebody um a, a free first or second rounder in, in julio jones
0: see and I think it's also. I think this is also more fun having the Thursday night football games count, and it's a live destination draft. Someone, let's say JHI has three touchdowns. Someone drafts JHI, and they in can your look dreams, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> I bring up Jai, but let's say three touchdowns. When that guy drafts him, he can look over his week one opponent and, and go, "Yeah, that's right. I'm up by 20 on you." <laughs> you know? I think it's. I think it's actually fun for your draft it's more fun to have them count as well yeah, as, yep. as there being precedent in the high States leagues for doing it. So both of us vote, count it, count week one, yes, count Thursday night. All right. Uh, I just read the last one. So I believe I did. Yeah, I did. So this one's yours, Ryan. All right. Take it. Yeah.
1: All right, Scott, I will take it. The next question comes from Aaron from Hagerstown, Maryland. Uh, He said, I've had a super competitive redraft league that's going into season five. Most of us are planning to create our own dynasty league, which uh, Aaron will be the commissioner of. However, a few people in the league either aren't really interested or maybe might not be a good fit for the dynasty format. So they've got some open spots. Uh, And Aaron talks about seeing people on Twitter or maybe the DLF forums looking for leagues or looking to fill a league. And he mentions a stat that uh, on average 1.9 owners leave a league each season. I haven't, I haven't seen that, but I'd, I'd say that's probably about right.
0: I feel like uh, that's accurate. Let, let me yeah. just throw in leagues last year. I think it was 1.77. Nice.
1: Okay. Yeah, cool. um, yeah, and he average. says, he says that's a big concern. He wants to see relationships form in the league uh, whether it's um, kind of friendly relationships or those, or those rivalries either way. Uh, so his question is, what do we look for in potential owners for joining our leagues that translate to good long-term addition for your
0: league? Um, it sucks because we're in such a different situation than a lot of people when looking for this.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is certainly, uh, um, it, it's a tough question. Yeah. And, it it kind of sounds like maybe i'm reading too much into this but it's kind of sounds like aaron's in um j- just a, a friend's league a league he where he knows these people in real right. life
0: yeah
1: it, if that's the situation then i would try as hard as possible to find other people that you know in real life
0: think, um, yeah this is one of those where i didn't mean to break in but you, you and the eight other owners, cause it sounds like three out, you and the eight other owners find friends of friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you want to, um, I think that's the route you want to go rather than having, um, you know. Random ten, guy from the forums. Yeah, 10, ten guys that, yeah, exactly. But, 10 guys that you are friends with and you see in real life, you work with, you go to church with, you play softball with, whatever. And then there's these two guys on the internet from across the country that it's just not a great dynamic. So now if, if I'm reading this totally wrong and you already have, um, you know, these people are already spread out and maybe you have just formed these relationships. Right. But you're not necessarily, um, real life acquaintances, then that's, that's a different, um, a different question. I, I mean, I've seen people ask, essentially ask for references to join the dynasty league. And I mean, some people may think that's a little hokey or whatever, but I don't see any, I don't see any trouble with that.
0: Yeah. I've seen that too. And I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I, I think one thing you could look for, I guess, if you're doing it in the forums or on Twitter or wherever is you know, this is terrible, but how active they are. Like if they're really active in those two spaces, talking about football constantly, there's probably a, pretty decent chance that they're active in their fantasy football leagues. Like if they're, so I I think that's something you could look for if those are the two venues you're, I mean, you mentioned those two venues on here. So, uh,
1: and just how they're treating people in in, in those forums as well.
0: Perfect. Exactly. Yep. Uh, So I I guess those are a couple things to look for, but you know, the, if this is a group of friends um, and you form these relationships, I have, I have a couple leagues that are, online formed relationships mostly and the last couple years we have replaced owners with friends of friends from that group and it's worked out well Um, yeah yeah so that that would be our first recommendation but the second recommendation yeah twitter and forums it look for active people that you know seem to jive with you know your personality and their you know treat people well uh that's yeah definitely definitely something to look at there okay Good morning from Tiny Fisher's Island, New York. Only 230 U.S. nine months out of the year. Have you ever heard of that place? Matt Edwards uh, is the guy writing. Have you ever heard uh, of it? Fisher's I, Island? I have not. But huh. if only 230 people
1: live there, I, I wouldn't really expect to.
0: I like that he says nine months a year. It must be like a really big summer destination or something. I guess so. Yeah, like it yeah. balloons to 45,000 or something. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> be crazy. Uh, basic, you know. It's it's a little bit of a longer email so I'm going to I'm going to skim over it a little but uh he he's thanking us for doing the the podcast he uh he's added a jackpot uh progressive jackpot I'm assuming to his league and some other tweaks that we've talked about in here which is awesome uh he every time the DLF has a poll he always asks for uh, more commission impossible because it's the best and you should do that I think everybody listening should do that Thank you. um I don't. Yeah, <laughs> it actually doesn't change how much we record. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you for doing that. Um, he wanted to just give us a little history of. Uh, there's no question here. Just a little history of him and his current league and running his leagues. Started playing in '92, same year as me. He was 19. I was, I was 13. So, um, yeah. Uh, drafted a ton of Oilers. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's a that's a long time ago. Uh, then in '93 started his own his own league, uh, eight teams, TD only. I remember those bonus points for length of TDs. That was actually kind of ahead of your time at that point, I think, because uh, I don't remember that until you know maybe mid to, mid '90s '93 maybe maybe right right at that age. Um, you mentioned recently, Scott, the rush when the highlight would uh, pop up, the do 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 etc. for scores. Uh, yeah, he had that too. That's awesome. Um, the kids will never understand the Wednesday newspaper with the, uh, Monday night football box score. (laughs) Yeah, they won't. I, I do remember that now. Yeah, that is true. Cause, uh, the local paper, sometimes the Monday night football game was too late. Yeah, that is true. I, I actually kind of forgot about that, that sometimes it'd be in there. Sometimes you'd have to wait that extra day. Uh, he created a weekly newsletter with standings roster. That's awesome. That's awesome before they, uh, and then he even moved it to email and, and website. That's very cool. Um, but basically he goes over his league. He just wanted, uh, to mention a bunch of that stuff. And they's added some stuff from this. That's, that's very, very awesome. It's on a like that league of his folded in 2012 and 2016. He started up a new one, but, uh, very awesome, Matt, uh, I did read the whole email, just wanted to, you know, shout out on the show that we started the same year. You've done some awesome stuff with your league and it's, it's cool that you're adding some stuff that we uh, we've talked about on the show. Ah, Ryan, should we get to another email? Let's do another one. Last one. Scott,
1: our next question comes from Monty in Woodbridge, Virginia. Nice. Never been to Woodbridge, Virginia either. Most of these
0: cities I've never heard of.
1: I need to get out more. Uh, He says, Hey guys, love the show. Seeing how others run their leagues, make me think about some potential rule changes or tweaks. Uh, That's, that's basically why we're doing the show. Um, I love adding these things to my leagues and uh, sounds like Monty does as well. Uh, He says, I thought I'd share how my dynasty league works to give you some food for thought. Commission 12 team PPR league, taking some of the basics from hyperactive leagues with a few changes Trading locks at week 12 through the end of the playoffs. Waivers lock at the end of the playoffs. Um, Trading enabled after new season's dues are paid. I think that's pretty important. Mm -hmm. Uh, The roster size increased to 40 in the offseason to encourage trading. I like that as well, especially if waivers are turned off. I think those two things go hand in hand. Uh, And then waivers uh, turns back on after the third preseason game. Rosters go back down to 26. All of that makes perfect sense during the season. Players lock for a day when dropped. We've talked about that one on here and, and waivers run daily except Monday and Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, all of that looks great. He says we probably started these rules because we were all new to dynasty. Didn't want to get super lopsided from the hyperactive owners with the open waivers in the off season. Um, but he says now it's it's what the league likes, and as we've said on here so many times, that's what really matters. It it doesn't yep. matter what we think of a rule or um, what we do in our leagues or what the majority might ex- might expect or like. It's it's really just what your league likes. Yeah. And what they're most used to. rules are
0: preference. Most right. rules are preference calls.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, Monty does have one quick question. We started a four man taxi squad this year. Do you prefer allowing teams to call rookies up and down? Um, I'm sorry, call rookies up and drop them down all season, or once they're called up, they can't go down approach. Uh, So, yeah, we've we've talked about that one uh, a couple times lately. And, um, Scott, I think you're good with up and down. I kind of prefer to lock them in. um, But I don't think it's a huge deal either way.
0: No, it it really isn't. I, I think this is a little, now that I reread it, this is a little bit different than than the previous um, previous one. I allow rookies to be put down at all times in season now in my leagues. However, if you've pulled them up once, like if you pull Alvin Kamara up to your starting lineup, he can't go back down. And MFL has a setting for that. Oh, so, Okay. Yeah.
1: We did not know that.
0: Yeah. The before, and maybe I should have clarified earlier, but it's the same episode, I think. So hopefully that guy's still listening. Um, I allow pl- rookies to be put down at any time uh, to the taxi squad. Like if you pick a guy off waivers and then throw him down on your taxi squad. However, if he's on your taxi squad and then you move him up, you can't bring him back down. And that is a setting on MFL. So that, that is the way I do it personally. Um I'm actually, you know, I'm, I think it's, you know, you can't go wrong either way, but my my personal preference is if you've brought them up to your team to play, they're not really a taxi squad player anymore, right? (laughs) If you brought them up and you're starting them, uh, you can't just shove them back down there, you know, if they go terrible again or to save a roster spot or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, that's it. uh, I, I guess uh, right before we get out of here, uh, say we are part of the DLF family of podcasts. You can go to dynastyleaguefootball.com slash podcasts, download a feed that has all the podcasts or, you know, individually uh, on that site. Uh, also, uh, if you love this stuff here, Ryan McDowell and I, we, uh, we're we commissioners in a commissioner service, uh, leagues.com. If you're looking for a dynasty league, uh, you can't get all the friends together. There's open... Dynasty League spots starting all the time. You can jump in there, grab one. Uh it's a it's a it's a nice place to jump into a dynasty league. And and Ryan and I commissioned those. So uh there's that. Anything else we got to talk about, Ryan? No, I don't think so. All right. For myself at scottfish 24 on Twitter and Ryan McDowell, Ryan MC23 on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.